So we, uh, whoa, you got something. You're coming in hot. Yeah, this is how little we prep. Wow. I had to, I had to jump in early on this. By the way, I have to, I have to say this for BP because I know he's listening. Thomas is wearing a vest today. I just want you to know that mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a vest Wednesday it's over here. It's third and nine weather outside. You got to wear wow. you got to wear a vest. Wow, third and nine, man. They're they're sending the the they're sending the Joes in gauge eight. Um, I, last week I I tasked our listener with an assignment. That's right. And it worked. Uh, our listener responded. This is how I know we don't have any listeners because I I literally was like this would be funny and I got one. One response. Yeah. Well, no, but what? No, we specified if you listen to the show and you've never seen Triple C before. So plenty of, plenty of our many, many listeners. You just hit a drewski. The, the multitudes of listeners have already seen Triple C, so they can't draw it right with no context. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's probably kinder. Okay. Our, uh, we have a we have a friend who listens to the show in Johnson City, Tennessee. He's on Young Life staff. His name's Corbin Cross. Nice, really cool dude. Has That's a great name. Has the, the best mustache you've never seen. It's so cool. Also, has a great name. Yeah, Corbin Cross. Great name. Just a really wow. cool dude. I almost killed him about a month Whoa. ago. That's not good. Yeah, but anyways, that's Corbin, against the the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it was unintentional killing. <laughs> it would have just been like manslaughter or something. <laughs> No, TVA would have been liable for it, probably. I need to explain this. I've never laughed this hard at manslaughter before. Oh, well, so I I, I fish quite a bit, okay. and I took Corbin fly fishing here in, in, you know, right outside of where we live in this little town, and they decided to... I knew they were going to kick the dam on, which means water is going to come downstream. I'm glad you're explaining this because yeah. you and Joe talk about this and I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> you know how like uh, dams are used for hydroelectric power, right? Sure. The way that works is they release water, it spins turbines, mm-hmm. and we get th- that's a very oversimplification. Some engineer out there is like, no, you're not explaining this. Jeffrey? Right. Here's my understanding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So dams dams hold back water. If if the, the, the lake they're holding back gets too high, then they can they can spill it and it'll go over top of the dam and come down. Okay. A lot of water comes up, but almost every day they, they do like a, they, they do what's they generate, they generate electricity. So they okay. move water through the bottom to generate some turbines and they have varying levels of how many they do. They may do at least at Norris. And when that happens, the water downstream rises cause they're moving water through. Ah, uh, so if with, with a pretty hefty current, I'd imagine. Yes. Yeah, so what I normally fish in is about, 800 to a thousand cubic feet per second of water flow. Okay. Meaning you can walk anywhere out there as long as it's not over your head. Like the water's not moving that fast. Gotcha. You're fine. Most of it though is up to your shins, highest up to your waist that you would walk through. Well, when they release one generator of water, they, it'll get up to about 4,000 cubic feet per second. Oh, three, three and a half to four. And that is, that's significant. And it's usually on a schedule. Or it's on, it's on a schedule. You yes. Can, like, check there's the an website. app. You yeah. can call them and they will tell you, this is what we're doing. This is when we're doing it. They don't want to kill folks. Right. And you have about, they have a siren to let you know it's happening. And then when you hear that, where we were downstream, it takes about 45 minutes for the water to get there. Uh, okay. So we, you know, and also 3,500 cubic feet per second. It's one of these things where it's like, you, if you find a solid spot, you can stand. You probably don't want to go walk around a ton because you may slip and get washed downstream, but it's, sure. it's enough. To, and I told Corbin, that. I was like, look, dude, this is going to happen. We need to, we're just going to th- hang tight for about an hour. And he fishes, so he knows. He's like, okay, cool. Well, 
uh, this is his first time fishing this river with me. I fish it a lot, and not to say that I'm I'm I just I know it. I know the river. I know where to walk. I know where to fish. All this stuff. Yeah. Well, after about thirty minutes, it was not it was not chilling out. In fact, it was getting higher and higher and higher. Ooh. And Corbin just kind of like Corbin is one of these dudes who's like cool in all situations. I mean, look, we I'm saying this as someone who's we've hung out a few times, but I can tell like dudes, he's chill. He's he, he's you know, I think that comes with a stash. Like yeah. if you like if you kept a like if one were to grow a stash and you were to keep it. Yeah, you would probably like reduce right. anxiety and extraness. Right. So, uh, you know, we 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 are sitting there, and he just kind of is like, "Huh, uh, be crazy if they they change the schedule up on you, and they actually did too." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it would be." And I like turn upstream <laughs> and check my phone, and I <laughs> and I think I think Corbin would probably say he could tell that i was panicking in my head i was in my heart i was very much panicking because in fact they had so it was not 3500 cubic feet per second it was 8000 so that doubled what was supposed to happen oh wow yeah in the water and we were at a place where two currents come together at the tail end of an island so it was you're you're getting both barrels like you're at the about as deep as it gets yahtzee bad news bears yeah anyways we're 30 yards from the shore we we have to shuffle our way. Like it, it was, it was by the grace of God that we made it. Cause if you, if you are in fishing waders, their job is to keep water out. The problem is if water gets in, it can't get out. So we were a few inches away from that water filling us up and washing us downstream. I had in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to snap my waders off. I'm going to swim to him and snap his off. And then we're like, I had it all planned out. Oh, wow. Anyways, Corbin listens to our show, but he's never been to triple C. Never been to triple C. He also, yeah. he also, listens to triple C, which is really cool. Oh, that's kind so, uh, Thanks, it's really sweet of him. And he drew a picture of our church. All the wisdom is just stored in the mustache. I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, all, like all the spiritual things that he's gleaning from these, uh, programs. Suffice it to say, I almost killed this dude and somehow he still listens to our show. Man, what a guy. Yeah. It's, the, the drawing was pretty cool too. Yeah, it was really cool. It's it's a, he superimposed our church's logo on it, which was oh, and it not only that, it was like an there. old look. It was it was pretty cool. I liked yeah, it. yeah, just had you standing there. Um, one more thing before we get the show kicked off. Uh, not not the Monday that just happened, but the Monday previous. Uh, our Young Life Club was a Stomp the Barn, okay, STB, and um, just you know, kids came in their their flannel shirts and pigtails and cowboy hats and all that kind of stuff and. And, you know, we played Rocky Top and, and, uh, you know, had a, had a blast, but Thomas and our buddy Zach, who's another young life leader in our area, <laughs> did a walk on, did these walk on characters where they came out with hobby horses, like the, the little horses <laughs> on a stick that little kids would ride. Mine was a unicorn. And yeah, Thomas was a unicorn and he named it Razor for some reason. And, um, in any case, like, um, they, <laughs> The bit was that like the bridle or the bit. The, <laughs> Stop. the 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 comedic bit oh, was okay, okay. that um the 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 girl running sound could just randomly play um uh like horse sound effects and they had to respond as if these were real horses and they were riding them and <laughs> Zach 
so Thomas named his horse Razor, his unicorn, and uh, Zach named his horse Mountain Dew because that's <laughs> because I asked him about it later. He said, "Yeah, when I play Red Dead Redemption, that's what I'd name my horse is Mountain Dew." <laughs> At one point, the 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 girl, <laughs> which is like she's a she's a, a British girl, like. <laughs> This, this girl, Isabel, starts uh, a horse sound effect. Is like cloppity, cloppity, cloppity. Like, so Zach starts like acting like he's riding a horse, and he just goes, feed me Mountain Dew. I didn't hear it. That is so funny. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, that I, was funny. I laughed so hard. I- feed me Mountain Dew. What? <laughs> And just at the same exact time, Thomas is going, "Whoa, Razor!" <laughs> it's just a- Razor was raging, man. It was, a- <laughs> I mean, raging. Yeah, it was a great night. Yeah, Welcome to ancient and new. Um, Thomas has a scripture, I believe, in one of the pastoral epistles, possibly of the Apostle Paul. There was so much alliteration there. You did a great job. Thanks, pal. Pastoral epistles of the Apostle Paul. <laughs> And that was just off the hip. Yeah. <laughs> if that was a song, I would be like, dude, that was a great line. If a, if an artist... It's like a Josh in, Ritter line. Yeah. If, a, if an artist slips in some alliteration in a song, I'm always like, that's that's sick. It just... It, it's cool. The fastest gun in the West. Not if you're on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Feed me Mountain Dew. <laughs> Feed me. I'm sad a little bit because uh, my, my new favorite podcast just disbanded. It was here and gone in a flash oh the strike force five yeah they're done it's over yeah they did 12 episodes wow and it was actually kind of perfect i mean if if you do if you do it for seven eight years easy people are gonna come and go (laughs) talk about us easy i know what you're talking about and i'm asking you to be easy uh this this show's been around since like 2012 hey corbin's here i'm i'm here yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right uh, I'm going to do Second Thessalonians 2. I think what I'm going to start like the <laughs> What do you think is like the um, the rate of decay for like an ancient new listener? Like the half-life? Yes, the, okay. radio, the radioactive half-life. That's uh, exactly If right. you know us, probably like six episodes. <laughs> if you don't know us, 10 minutes. <laughs> no way. Ain't no way you're jumping on this podcast from a thousand... You're Googling Bible study podcast... <laughs> You just happened to come across the 85th one listed, ancient and new. You're like, that's a weird name. What does it mean? And then you're like, for 10 minutes, it's these guys trying to be comedians, and it doesn't really work. And then, <laughs> and then they just, and then they just pile drive one of their friends. You're that like, you also so don't hard know. your glasses are fogging up. <laughs> I know we name drop so many people, and they're like, who is that? Exactly. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, what? what uh, Second Thessalonians, and now we get the scriptures. Yeah, Second uh, Thessalonians, a scant two. eleven minutes into the show. So I'm saying you get ten minutes less, probably for some people. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm. This is this is an interesting place in scripture. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything that's happening. Uh, this is why we have Lee. Um, he's much more of a scholar than I am. <laughs> and uh, but I there was a small part in this in the midst of something that I think here's here's what I think could happen. I'm going to just get. I'm going to jump ahead. I think someone could read this easily and you could start. There's a few big things that are commonly thrown around within Christianity and just within the secular world as like uh, scary, um, uh, predictive, uh, 
apocalyptic would be a word that people probably don't fully understand, but use in conjunction with these words. And I think you could read this passage of scripture and uh, feel like you're on your heels a little bit slash immediately tense up or get nervous because it's some things are being spoken of. It, yeah. It's going to say, I'm going to read the word, the lawless one, which is Paul referring to uh, the antichrist. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, and also and, Satan, this uh, is what I'm talking about. Like as far as any of us understand that kind of thing before it happens, there's exactly. a, That's there's what I'm a saying. thing in the scriptures where like prophets would talk about a thing, like for instance, in old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then he came and you look, you line them both up and you go like, Oh, that's obviously him. I guarantee you that's not what they were thinking about at all when they right. heard the prophecies. Right. They put their hope in the prophecy. They trusted the Lord, but they wouldn't have thought like, oh, it's going to be this like poor peasant guy right. who was a carpenter. Right. And if you, you know, you line up the fact that you're, when he does show up, you're looking at uh, an Israel that is run by the Roman government. Right. right? And they're God's people, so probably they're thinking, hey, you're here to save us from the oppression that we are in. And he's like, no, that's not really what I'm here for. Right. So, there, you know. Exactly. All that to say, we are in a time before the events have come down. Right. Therefore, when they happen, we'll be able to look back on prophecies of, quote unquote, the Antichrist, and we'll be like, yeah, that's kind of what it said. Right. But we sure didn't see it coming down that way. Yeah, and to be, you know, we we are going to look at, and this is, I think this is something to keep in mind and in your back pocket, just in general, when you're looking at scriptures, especially prophecies that haven't been fulfilled yet. We're always looking at those things through the lens that we currently are looking through, right? Like, yeah. and that's, it, it. it's just a matter of fact. That doesn't mean that it's right. And it doesn't mean that it is going to be exactly how it is. Right. So right. Um, we have the perception of the world that we have we were looking at these things that have not been fulfilled yet. And it's easy to say like, well, I could name, I can name five people right now who could easily be the antichrist. And it's like, okay, let's, let's back up. We don't hold on. You know what I mean? Like, so all that to say, you could, you could stumble upon this passage of scripture and be a little bit thrown off slash. I'm just saying like, as somebody who's read this before and been like, I don't really know what you're talking about or, uh, and that's probably fair. Or to feel like this is a little bit frightening or off-putting or whatever, just because it uses these words. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying anybody feels that way, but I'm saying I know people who have felt that way, including myself. Like you're saying the word antichrist. Is that something I need to be nervous about? It, you're talking about Satan and and just like hinting at what the end of this thing could be like. Is that something I need to be frightened or nervous about? And my right my reading of what we're about to read is hopefully to to quell that fear. Is that fair of me to say? Let's do it. Okay. Don't you remember that when, uh, verse five, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. This is Paul writing. And now you know that, uh, you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And when the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. So that right there, if you read that, you could think like, 
okay, he's going to use all sorts of powers. He's going to, you know, work. He's going to lie. That's his, that's his native tongue, right? So whew, that could be a little bit frightening. And all the ways of that wickedness, uh, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and, and so be saved. Um, I, I could see a world where somebody who's new to this or somebody who just, I don't know, like I, I, I think I'm trying to be helpful in a, in a scenario that I may be creating, but my guess is this is something that would be easy to read and to get a little bit anxious. It's talking about future things that we don't know fully, that we haven't seen, that we're looking at through the perception that we currently live in. Yeah. And it's saying things about lying. It, you know, there's other places in scripture that say, don't be deceived by this person. And you're like, well, I mean, I could, I could easily read that and think, how do I know? How do I know I'm not being deceived? How do I, you know, I could get frightened. I could think about the end of the world and how, how humanity has created that out to be. And I'm just, I think I can squint and see that's not hard to get my head around and for people to be nervous about, but there's this really crazy thing that happens in the middle of what I just read. And it's just two words that were mentioned. And when I read them the other day, I was like, Oh, okay. I yeah. can I can ease off the gas pedal of my anxiety and fear in this moment, or yeah. however I'm perceiving this. In verse eight, it says, uh, "Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth, and destroy by the splendor of his coming." Okay. Two little phrases. I'm using my. My this is how I would also describe a fastball if I was throwing one. So <laughs> it looked like the Sam Bingham hungry fingers. That's all fingers. I was only using two fingers. You get it. Uh, this is the Lord Jesus will overthrow by the breath of his mouth. Just think about that. What? It, yes. Just <laughs> how, how you blow out a candle. Yes. Happy birthday. That was so simple. Toddlers do it. But we're talking about wow. the power of the Lord Jesus. This person who could be frightening, intimidating, and somebody that may feel like we need to be worried about this. Jesus can blow out, snuff out like a, you know, with like a candle. Just think about how, how, how tiny that is. It's like when you, uh, when you see a dandelion, all it takes, and those seeds disperse everywhere. That's what we're talking about. And then it says, this, destroy by the splendor of his coming. Not only that, he's just going to show up. Yeah. Pow. The splendor, just how I, I love the idea of the splendor of his coming. It, it, it's such a cool word, and yeah. it talks about the feeling of what that'll be like, which you know is what, awesome. The thing that makes me think about is like <clears throat> there's a thing that Insta- that ESPN's Instagram does these days, where like when um, certain NFL stars like get off their plane and they arrive at the stadium, they have like very specific fancy outfits on. Yeah, they only wear it once and it costs thousands of dollars. They only wear it once, costs kind of cost thousands of dollars. You got it, flown it. Yeah, you 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 literally wear it on the plane and from the plane to the locker. Can't room. tell me you're comfortable in that. No. And then you're going straight and then you're going straight into your football uniform. Yeah. Um, which uniform means all fifty three people are wearing the exact same thing. Right, right, right. Um any case, um but ESPN their Instagram account, they will proclaim these outfits they'll show the little slides you can see what joe burrow wore from the plane (laughs) to the locker room you know or what cam newton wore at the podium whatever and and 
they kind of had this idea of like, whoa, check this out. He got off the plane and he was drip. He was he had this drip going on. And there's like a little bit of like, wow. But what you're talking about is like Jesus has a thing that when he reveals himself, it's going to be the ultimate reveal and it's just going to end some things. Like we can't really fathom this or put this in a in a place. There's not a place in our brains that can process this. But I can imagine it. I can imagine that like the one who has hidden himself, the one who made himself, allowed himself to become poor, the one who allowed himself to die, the eternal one, when he like reveals himself, like he did on Mount Hermon in the Transfiguration, like when he reveals himself and everybody just goes like, "Uh uh-oh, like, oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's him. Well, nobody's saying that more than than the lawless one. Than so, Satan. yeah, it's exactly. A, As you're saying, like, right. the, so there's this person, and it's like, and there's deception, and there's danger, and there's the potential of being destroyed. There's all this stuff that's, like, potentially scary. And then I loved what you said, like, a toddler can do it. Like, right. on a toddler's, at their two-year-old birthday party, a toddler goes, right, and blows out a candle. Right. And it's just like... All of this deception, all of this pain, all of this drama, all of this danger, and it's just, right. bye, right. you're done. Right. That's it. And that gives me, it just makes my heart swell for who Jesus is and what he's going to do for us. Right. It's, I, I'm, I'm stoked about it. I just get, I get, uh, I get excited and I get fired up. And at the same time, I'm looking, just like we described at the beginning of this, my perception of it today is just a, uh, yeah, yeah. it's just a breath of what it's actually going to be, but I can't like. I, when I think about this, the the best, the best thought I have to describe it, and again, this is such a like, this is such a small like, narrow human Thomas perception of this, yeah. but the feeling of when you were a kid and you heard your dad's car coming home from work and i'm describing this as a dude who lived in the south and yeah. my mom worked full-time but it was always my dad who got home last yeah. unless my mom worked till six or whatever but it was it was uh i could the way my parents neighborhood was uh the road that comes down to their house is actually like my parents live on the back side of a ridge so you 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 tip over the hill you come down you turn around and then you go up their driveway but it you know it's now corbin's got to draw this one. right it, it's about three tenths of a mile probably yeah but where you tip over the hill is actually like 150 yards directly behind my parents house there's a patch of woods yep but i always knew the sound of my dad's truck i could always tell oh he's coming like he's i could coming. hear him yeah. and then i would be shooting basketball outside and then i would run around the house and i would get there by the time he's coming up the driveway yeah and today when i when you know when i walk in the home or and my my kid just stops what he's doing and goes yes. hi daddy yeah he always says hi twenty times hi daddy hi daddy it's and it just the, best. It, the feeling as a kid when like my dad's finally home from work I get to I could see him I haven't seen him all day there's also this thing it's just like I, I love that you bring this verse out and one of the reasons is because there's this thing that I feel like I'm witnessing a lot which is like. Um, the human effort to hold back the the problems in the world. Mm. And it's just little by little by little by little. You yeah. know, it's like, here's, you, you have this pain, here's some ibuprofen. 
it's not going to fix what's wrong with you. Right. It's just going to hold it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, my, like Christy's mom has, um, she has an issue with her eyes. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a thing called blepharospasm. And it basically means like the muscles around your eyes, they basically just break down and they stop being able to hold your eyelids open. Mm. And the, like the older she gets, like the less she can open her eyes. Like she can't really drive functionally very much wow. anymore. Yeah. And like, she has to get like, like it's, it's one of these things where like you think about plastic surgery being like by actors like that, but right. she has to get like Botox injections just to keep like her eyes open mm -hmm. because it, that's one of the things that will like keep her eyes open or whatever. And it's like, there's all these things that we're doing like little by little. It's like, we're treating cancer by some radiation. We're treating this thing. And it, we're just trying to hold back the dam, you know, of like, of the world falling apart. Right. And then there's coming a day where like, you're talking about hearing your dad's truck coming. And it's just like, all of a sudden, like what I want to know before the, and I'm getting really excited right now. Like before, like the last Trump comes like, blows the last trumpet blows and like jesus comes back like if we're still here are we gonna just like like oh gosh i feel it mm. it's happening yeah he's coming right and then by the splendor of his coming like no more ibuprofen no more radiation treatments right. no more little by little no more holding back the damn like he's just going to fix the world yeah and then by the breath of his mouth the evil one is like you're done, bro. Extinguished, yeah. Yeah, you are erased. Yeah, when you blow a candle out, it ain't coming back. It's over. It's done. Yeah, it's such a. It's not something that comes back without human intervention. And I that's love not it. a thing. You know what I mean? We're not talking about a situation where someone could just relight it. It's like yeah. all the candle, all the all the lighters in the world are gone. That's at incredible. that point, I don't know. Um, Romans chapter five. We talked about Romans chapter four last week, didn't we? I don't know. We talked about. No. First Thessalonians two last week, and I just hopped over to the second one. Second Thessalonians, okay. Uh, Romans chapter five. Dub this. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a specific laugh Thomas has when he makes himself laugh, and it's so great when he's like, "That was pretty good." That's what he's thinking inside his head. He's like, hmm. "Yeah, that's, that's exactly." Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, "That's pretty good." It's huh? not that I think it's. It's not that I think other people should think it's good. It's that I personally am saying that was good. Okay, for myself. Uh, Romans chapter five, I'm going to start in verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Um, there's so much more we could do. Uh, we keep reading and just see a lot of treasures, but I want to tell a really quick story. Um, so my 15 year old son is involved in jujitsu and he was invited to be on this competition team. And um, they had his first competition was this past weekend. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the way everything has always worked at this, at this uh, martial arts school is the lady that like is the office administrator. She asks you if you want to participate in something extra and you say yes. And she charges your credit card. Like that's the way, it, that's the way everything has ever worked. And so when the tournament happened, she was like, just, does Jack want to participate? And I said, yes. And I, so I being an idiot assumed that she was signing us up for the tournament and was charging my credit card. So we get to the day before we're leaving to Nashville for the tournament. And the guy that runs the school was like, um, Jack's not signed up for the tournament. And I was like, Oh no, he is going to be so mad at me. He's going to be so brokenhearted. Like if I, I screwed this up, he was like, yeah, you didn't sign him up. I was like, 
oh gosh. So I emailed the lady that runs the tournament and I begged her, please. And she was like, registration closed on Tuesday. It's Thursday as I'm sending this email. I'm like, please, please let this young man come on, in this lady. tournament. Come on. So she Is hits me back. Anything I can do. Check out the cheek of this email. She hits me back and goes, okay, even though registration closed on Tuesday, I will do you the favor of signing Jack up for the tournament if you will do me the favor of volunteering all day from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Rocky top. Let's be clear. Yeah. It was actually 7 a.m. to 5.15 p.m. Yeah, she may, have, she may have fibbed a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was one of those things like, I, I was like, ah, cool, I'll volunteer. I'll bring a book with me. Like, it'll be whatever. I'll be like sitting at a merch table, occasionally swiping somebody's credit card. Dude, I was grinding the whole day. He ground, yeah. I didn't have time to go to the bathroom. They had to bring me food at a certain point. Like, it was, I was working all day long. Like, hey, it was dude, crazy. You want Jimmy John's? It was crazy. Want, no, literally, want, she was like, you want a hammer turkey or do you want a salad? You want like, a, yeah, yeah. Do you want like a quesadilla, El Rancho? It just, for some reason, you only got Taco Bell in my mind. Anyway, so okay, um, but one of the th- one of the things was I was working at one of the rings. There were six rings where jujitsu was happening, and they had a rope line around the whole mat, and the rope line is about six seven feet away from where the ring starts, where the mat starts. And before the thing started, they were like, "Listen, when the competitors come into their ring." Only the competitors and one coach can come in. Do not let any of the parents come in here because the parents will start looking over your shoulders as you're scoring. They'll start like getting in your face about the scoring and the advantages and the penalties and stuff like that. And that's what you do not want. Do not let parents into this area. And so I had like this high visibility vest on as if I were putting like doing construction work on I the got, interstate. Like, three pictures. Oh, so frustrating. The pictures were, I was like, come on, Charlie, man, have mercy on well, me. It wasn't just Charlie. It was Christy too. Oh, come on, Christy. I'm stand. They're all, all out there with their coffee, chilling, talking to each other. Anyway, so um, here I am in my shame from not signing this kid up, like working these tables, but I was the grantor of access. Okay. If you're going to get past that rope line, you have to go through me. Hmm. You can't just be a parent or, a, or an unk or like, or a cousin or something. What are you doing? Showing the picture to everybody at home. He pointed his microphone at his, <laughs> at his phone. Oh my gosh. I, I love the idea that the picture can send audio into your microphone. I just thought it was funny for that's, myself. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, um, so, okay. I want to go back to our scripture. Okay. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith okay. into this grace in which we now stand. I get to go ringside mm-hmm. with grace. Yeah. No one can hold me back. Right. I belong inside the rope line. Mm. I have gained access. No chump volunteer with a high visibility vest is keeping me outside of the grace of God. Right. I have believed in Jesus. Therefore, I stand feet planted in grace. And what that means is gifts, yeah. forgiveness, mm. help, yeah. affection, yes. 
he's proud of me. He likes me. He loves me. He hooks me up. Come on, like no. I am not in trouble. I am not afraid. I that's where my feet are firmly planted. There, yeah. I have full VIP backstage access yeah. because of the blood of Jesus mm. and the resurrection of Jesus. No one can keep me out of the rope line. I flash my badge. I go wherever I want. Yeah. in grace. Love that. I was hoping that's where you'd go with it. Side note, it was also the one thing I was going to point out. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I was fired up. So the way I was thinking about it is uh, who who is the grantor of access in that? Like you, like who? I'm I'm glad the way you said it was. I'm the one. I have access to that. I was just trying to think like who is the one who is who is giving me access to that, and I or just what is the action? And it says I've access by faith, which is really cool. That's right. That's right. It's not a, uh, I have access because I've earned these credits or I have paid this much or I have, um, I have volunteered this much. I have served this much. Right. Fill in the gap there with whatever, uh, old school lazy theology that makes you feel shame. Um, you know, insert that I have access because of blank, the answer is no. I have access because of faith. That's right. Period. And it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a. I have earned this through whatever. Well, it's like a few weeks ago when you're watching, you know, Monday Night Football or whatever, and they're showing Taylor Swift in the in the box at the Chiefs game, and there's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman right. up there with her. Right. And it's like, man, Ryan Reynolds gets to chill with Taylor Swift, like one of the most unbelievable artists of our time. If you don't like her music, that's fine. That's fine. But you can't deny her cultural impact. Yeah. Like on a generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is up there just chilling and it's like, why? Oh, because he also has, he has been grinding. He yeah. has been writing, he has been working and he has built up this other thing. Right. And therefore he's a person that gets to have access. Right. That's not exactly to your point. That's not how we have access. Right. We don't have access by grinding, by working, by being clever, by being gifted, by being any of those things. Right. It's just, God said a thing to me. He made an offer and I believed it. Right. Yeah. The other people in that same box are like Patrick Mahomes, little brother. Yeah. Right. Who like, I think now is famous for being a TikToker slash, Recently got arrested for something extremely well, inappropriate. I could okay. be wrong about that. I, that may need to be cut out because it feels like a situation yeah, where he fine. he could stumble upon the fact that we said that and I would get sued, which would just stink because I would have nothing to give and I would have to go to jail or whatever. But he has access because he his you know his brother is the a generational talent. Absolutely, it has nothing to do with the fact that my parents grew up in church and now I'm, I'm good or nope. whatever the situation yeah, is. Yeah. You don't have any, there is no relational equity that you're trading on. Right. You're, you just believed a thing. Right. And now your feet are firmly planted right. in gifts and forgiveness mm-hmm. and blessing and hope and joy and peace. Come on, man. Mm. By the way, <laughs> They they didn't call it a rope line. I called it a rope line for the sake of this. You know what they called it? I have no idea. The stanchion. They were like, do not let family pass the stanchion. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, why don't you just call it a rope line? Yeah. Like, Anyway, 
I had to put up those rope lines. I had to put up the mats. I had to put up the speakers. I had to put up the tubs full of merch. Mm. <laughs> it was ludicrous. The whole progressive martial arts team went to dinner and I was just grinding. Yeah. That's In my nuts. shame. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> she was like, yes, she but me. I'm going to make sure you know what it, you've done. It's the Drewski video. Yeah. Got him. Got him. We got him. That's so funny. I can't believe that happened to you. It's unbelievable. Uh, and I really, there were parts of it I really, really liked. And I was explaining that to somebody, and they were like, oh, that's cool. Will you volunteer again? I was like, oh, never again. That was me. I, <laughs> oh, think, yeah, that I was- think I was like, dude, that's sweet. You'll never, you could do this every time and never have to pay for Jack <laughs> to do again. one of these competitions. <laughs> never again. Yeah, no, it's not going to be. You did never once. again. Yeah. I will say it was really cool, though, because I was in front of the rope line when Jack competed. I was feet away. Yeah. I got cool. to be right there. I wasn't awesome. seven feet back. Hoping there to get only a good one mat? angle. There are, it was a gigantic mat divided into six. Oh, okay. Uh, That's rings. cool that he got to be on your he stanchion. Didn't. Oh. He didn't, but the, well, the stanchion is a rope line, but <laughs> the ring is the, anyway. Yeah. Um, guys, Why thanks so much. a ring if it's square? I couldn't answer that question. If we put square rings on our finger, it would not work. I just like I why like I just don't know why as a as a race it's like a as a human race we can't rename them <laughs> rename it. Hey, just. that's something to ponder this week, folks. Thanks for joining us. I am Lee. I'm Thomas, and this has been Ancient and New. Go Vols. Jesus is a mighty savior. Helpless souls here have a friend He has borne their misbehavior And his mercy knows no end Oh ye helpless come And on his grace depend He to save your souls from ruin Shed his blood upon the tree Oh, ye needy hasten to Salvation's full and free Violent sinners shall His great salvation see Yes, the very worst of sinners Upon his grace rely Shall of endless bliss be winners And shall sing beyond the sky Songs of praises too once did die